Welcome everyone to Tamriel Adventures, a show bringing you information from all across the far reaches of Tamriel. I am your host, Eric Rasulior, and today my merchant friend and I are walking through Morrowind. So I gotta tell you that I love pretty much anything about Morrowind. I love the Dunmer, I love the landscape. The landscape is very diverse. You get deserts, you get mountains, you get giant mushrooms that sometimes are used for housing. Marwind has kind of a little bit of everything. So uh, it even has a volcano, which, yeah, the, the volcano eventually led to kind of a mass exodus in Marwind. They went south to Skyrim, uh, mainly the Windhelm area. But uh, it should be noted that because of the volcano, Dunmer that are from the Morrowind area, particularly Vardenfell, they they kind of talk like this. This uh, outlander, this one has no time for you. So uh, yeah, the ash kind of gets in their lungs and changes their voice a little bit. But Merchant, how are you doing today? This one's a little troubled. Oh yeah, why's that? Walking through Morrowind is a little difficult for Khajiit. Khajiit's grandfather was a slave on Vardenfell. Really? I did not know that. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it should be noted that as much as I love the Dunmer, there is one part of their culture that I don't really care for. They are known to have slaves, not just of, not just Khajiit, but also Argonians. Khajiit's grandfather was a slave, yes, but he was rescued by the Nerevarine. That is amazing. So, yeah, if you go through and play Morrowind, you eventually come across slaves, mainly slaves of plantation owners. That's mainly the people who have more prominent people in the Denver community. But you can also kind of go on a little bit of a side quest to rescue said slaves. Yeah, you can go unlock their shackles and they are eternally grateful for you. So I'm glad that my merchant friend's great-grandfather, grandfather, one of the, <laughs> one of his ancestors was rescued by the Nerebarine. That That's amazing. So let's get into the news and my gameplay for the week. Alright, so there were a couple of bits of news in the last week, mainly about Yeso. So they're doing kind of a player appreciation bundle on the uh, Crown Store, in the Crown Store. So if you log in before, I want to say it's the 30th. Yes, the 30th. You can get a player appreciation bundle, and it includes a vampiric dragon imp pet, non-combat pet, a mace of Molech Ball outfit style. So you can, if you've got a mace weapon, you can make it look like the mace of Molech Ball. And then three outfit change tokens, 10 crown repair kits, and 20 crown soul gems along with three Gold Coast Experience Scrolls, which means it gives you an extra 50% experience uh, points for an hour. And it's all completely free. So just log in to the, your character and log in, go into the Crown Store, and it'll be in the Featured section. So 
thank you Bethesda and Zenimax for that. The I, I've actually taken advantage of this on my PC characters. So that <laughs> vampiric imp, it's kind of cool. It will shift from a an imp into a tiny dragon, and it'll just fly around following you. It's it's pretty cool. Um, the other thing is that there is a Somerset celebration event going on. So right now in until Thursday the 23rd of July oh, I'm sorry that's when it uh, that's when it starts it starts Thursday July 23rd at 10 a.m and goes until Tuesday August 4th so if you travel to Somerset and Artanum the the uh, area where the Sigic order is you get bonus rewards new events specific outfit styles and the like simply just by exploring the area so also as you venture through somerset you'll receive extra loot from all daily quest rewards resource nodes world trial whatever that means delve bosses and psychic portals and for the first time you can complete an abysmal geyser delve world boss daily quest or the cloud rest trial weekly quest each day you also earn a glorious Somerset coffer in addition to your regular rewards. So that sounds pretty awesome. Also, the Somerset um, the Somerset chapter is on sale for fifty percent off throughout the event time. So also, you can gain access to the zone if you have an ESO Plus membership. Which uh, yeah, it's a chapter, not a DLC. So that's that's actually pretty generous of them. Because if you have the ESO Plus subscription, the DLC is included, but not the chapters. Like Marlin, Grey, Mirror, whatever. So definitely take advantage of that. I do have Somerset on my PC character, not my Xbox character. So, But speaking of Xbox... My gameplay, I have been playing Greymore. I've been doing, uh, mainly on my PC character, I've been playing ESO. So I did the um, part where you go check out the camps so you can find out how their medallions are being created. I did notice kind of a bug with Svana. When you go check out the Blackreach camp, for the uh, Ice Reach Coven. So when I was trying to, it would prompt me to talk to Svana after doing certain things and I didn't have the option to until unless I logged out and logged back in. So that was kind of annoying, but still I was able to get it done. And I gotta say, I love how the, how the revamped vampire uh, skill line is. So it it definitely makes you feel more like a vampire. Once I figured out how to feed, you know, I was definitely enjoying that. But I was having trouble finding people like merchants who would deal with me because a side effect of feeding and using vampiric abilities is for a limited for a set amount of time most civilians and merchants won't talk to you. So if you needed to repair your stuff or sell some stuff out of your inventory, you were kind of screwed. 
until you came across somebody who was willing to deal with you. And once I figured out who that was, which is mainly people in fence areas, uh, once I figured that out, I, you know, it's great. I don't need to deal with the regular merchants or anything like that. I can just go deal with a fence and in the fence hidden, like the fence uh, dens, there are bankers and so and people like that. So if you are having trouble finding merchants, people who will deal with your vampire character, that's who you talk to. Uh, fences or if you have the Dark Brotherhood or Thieves Guild uh, DLCs, just go talk to somebody there. It is annoying. Um, I mean, every big town has a fence, so you don't have to go all across Tamriel just to find somebody who will, t- who will talk to you. Um, aside from ESO, I've been playing, uh, obviously, Animal Crossing. I love how... I, this past Friday was my birthday, so my townspeople held a little party for me. I'll probably talk about that more when I record Nintendo here in the next day or so. Um, I've been streaming a lot. I've been streaming uh, some WW2K19. Um, you, If you watched my stream, you got to see me struggle with a battle royale where I was one of seven people in the ring and Oh God, that was, <laughs> that was such a mess. Um, just trying to win. I was like, Hey, I didn't know a trick on to, on, on how to make this a hell of a lot easier. Just set somebody up on the turnbuckle and then drop kick them off the turnbuckle. Trying to do that when there are six other people in the ring at the same time is not an easy task. It took me nearly an hour to beat that match, to win that match. So you, you heard quite a bit of frustration on my part with that. Um, other than that, I've mainly been streaming Fallout. I did stream some um, Terraria, I think, in the last week. I streamed some Oblivion. So I did get some other Elder Scrolls um, in my stream. I streamed Oblivion. I did the finally did the Dark Brotherhood quest where you drop the Minotaur head on Balin's head while he was sitting down reading. Uh, which is one of my favorite Dark Brotherhood quests, but I wanted somebody to watch it while I was playing. So thank you, Cheering One from the Hive community for uh, indulging me with that. Um, but yeah, mainly I've been streaming a lot of Fallout. I've been streaming Fallout 4. I've been streaming a lot of Fallout 76. Um, Fallout 4. I never really got into the settlement building before with Fallout 4, but it was actually pretty fun. I actually have a functioning settlement now uh, where your original house was before the bombs dropped. And I I love how you can basically scrap anything in the settlement area. You can scrap destroyed houses. You can scrap cars. You can scrap mailboxes. Just pretty much anything. I wish you could scrap more stuff like that in Fallout 76. I also figured out how to actually give a house power, which was kind of a duh moment for me. So I was able to build generators, build power connectors, but I never figured out how to attach the generator to the power. And then I looked, I'm like, oh my God, there's an attach wire option. Why didn't I <laughs> see that before? So um, you, you got to watch me grow. So um, playing Fallout 76, 
I was able to do that with my shack. Um, yeah, I've just got this POS shack. I don't have this two-story luxurious looking house. I've got a shack, but it's my shack. And I now have all the crafting stations there. Um, I encountered some trolls while I was playing Fallout 76 yesterday. I was completing, I was working on this mission where you finally go down into this mine to collect a legendary weapon. And I was just about there. I was coming up on this area where there was some scorched. And there were a couple of guys there, a couple of, you know, actual players just running around. And one of them took a shot at me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I turn around and they were just kind of looking at me like, what? What are you going to do? I didn't think of this at the time, but like I said, I was coming up on this area where there were some Scorch, so I thought maybe they were shooting at the Scorch, so I didn't think anything of it. Well, they kept shooting at me, and I've never experienced this before in Fallout 76. It's always been a really positive experience when it comes to other players. So eventually I figured out that they were actually shooting at me. So eventually I'm like, screw you guys, so I turn around and I start shooting at them. Well. There were two of them and one of me, and I was a little bit higher in my level than they were. So I got one, two. I almost took one out, but two on one, yeah, they killed me. And then I realized afterward, I'm like, these guys were baiting me into attacking them so they can collect the bounty caps on me. So, yeah, screw you guys. Um, If you play games like this, just be cool. Don't be a-holes. So I went back and they were gone because, you know, I wanted to actually complete that mission. So I did complete the mission. I got a legendary sledgehammer. Then I went to the proprietor, the guy who trades credits for other legendary weapons. And now I also have a a legendary, uh, what was it called? Mutant uh, 10 millimeter, uh, like automatic 10 millimeter machine gun. So those are cool. Um, I enjoy those, but yeah, so that wasn't cool. Uh, don't, don't be trolls. So, but, uh, yeah, all in all, it's been a really positive experience. So I will tell you how to watch my streams when I get toward the end of the episode. So, um, let's take a little bit of a break and get into the lore. We're going to be talking about the Chimer the predecessors to the Denver. So stay tuned. All right, guys, welcome back after that little bit of a break there. Thank you for uh, sponsoring the show anchor. So uh, today we're going to be talking about the Chimer. So um, we're in Marwind. We're dealing with the Dunmer. However, before there was the Dunmer, there was the Chimer. So the Chimer literally means people of the north. Also, they're known as the changed folk, the Volathi, or the changed ones. And they were the Aldmeri tribe of dissent, dissidents who abandoned the ways of Somerset Isle and embarked on the great exodus to Marwind. And they followed the prophet Veloth, who spoke to them on behalf of Boethia, the prince of plots, 
and two other quote-unquote good daedra so when you talk about the dunmer they do have they kind of divide the classification of daedra into good daedra and bad daedra or the house of troubles i think it's also what they call the bad daedra and boethia is for whatever reason known as one of the good daedra so also it should be mentioned that marwind has a it was called something else before it was called marwind and if you give me a second i will um look that up so it was also called resdane r-e-s-d-a-y-n so that was the original name of the marwind province but uh yeah the they appeared like other elves like the other elves but their skin was a darker shade of pale gold than the altmer they look yeah they definitely look a lot more quote-unquote golden than the altmer and if you look at Almlexia of the tribunal the man men gods that the denmer worshipped for ages Almlexia's skin is actually that of a chimer so I'll get into that in a little bit. But the history of the Chimer begins with the Velothi dissident movement in the Somerset Isle. So he didn't agree with the ways of the traditional Aldmer or Altmer. And was like, you know what? We got to get out of here. So some sources seem to differ on what exactly happened with that. But the long story short they're like all right we got to get the hell out of here so some say it took place in the late middle merithic era others say it traces all the way back to the dawn era which i find that a little hard to believe but uh, one source says it took place before the shattering of lorcan which was basically how mundus was formed and another source says that it was after Topol the pilot and others had explored mainly Tamriel. No one really knows, but at some point the Chimer was like, all right, let's, we got to leave Somerset, go somewhere else. So um, the history, Trinamac, who was the strongest of the Altmeri ancestor spirits, fought the enemies of Altmeri society, both within and without uh, from within and with that and not as such Trinamac and his followers became engaged in trying to halt the Volati dissident movement however Boethia the devourer of Trinamac and we'll talk about that when we get into the orc story uh, history uh, Boethia took exception to the quote-unquote lies Trinamac had been spreading about Vorkhan and he tricked Trinamac ate him and assumed his form and the dung he excreted became Malkath. And as I said, we'll talk about that more when we talk about the orcs. The followers of Boethia and Trinamac rubbed his excrement on themselves and changed their skin. Uh, well, okay, I guess it's talking a little bit about the creation of the orcs. And it was his followers of Boethia who became the Chimer. And, uh, okay, so that's how the Chimer separated themselves from the rest of the Altmer. 
Well, Mary Propaganda portrayed this as a lesson on the dangers of Veloth influence. And while Velothi Propaganda regarded Chernomach's transformation as a punishment for attempting to interfere with their exodus, Malkath himself derided his, this narrative as being too literal-minded, implying the essence of the story, while metaphorical, is somewhat accurate. So the Chimer departed, and they created the Good Daedra, or they credited the Good Daedra with teaching them principles of the new way of life. Worship of Adra and Akachash disappeared from their legends. They typically associate most of the things they learned with Boethia, but Mafala is credited with teaching them the ways of evasion and assassination, and Azura with teaching them how to be different from the Elmer. The Good Daedra also warned the Chimer of the Bad Daedra, such as Molech Ball, Mayrons, and Mayrons Dagon, who spot, or sought to spoil Chimeric purity. In their new homeland, which they called Resdane, they quickly came into conflict with the Needs, Orcs, and the Dwemer. While the Dwemer especially were especially territorial, disputes combined with the religious animosity created a great deal of conflict. Historians blame the Chimer for provoking these conflicts. Regardless of who started it, the Chimer were generally on the losing end of these conflicts. And though they wielded great magic and had fine warriors, the Chimer were a small group, and the Dwemer had incredible, te had incredible technological advantage. Yeah, they are uh, technological geniuses, and their creations are still active today, and can be a great pain in the butt. The late Merithic era saw the perceptuous decline of Velothi culture, and some Chimera had settled into villages near declining and abandoned Velothi towers. And during this period, the high Velothi, or Velothi high culture disappear, disappeared on the island of Bardenfell. The earliest Dwemer freehold colonies date from this period and suggested that they were created to secure Dwemeri lands from Chimera incursions. Degenerate Velothi devolved into tribal cultures, which in time evolved into the modern great houses of Morrowind and persisted as the barbarian, or they persisted as the barbarian Ashlanders. So um, there are quite a few great houses, and we'll talk more about that when we talk about the Dunmer culture. Around the first era, 240, the Nords under High King Baraj conquered Resdane and made it part of the first empire of the Nords. The Nords used the use of the Thum against the Thymer. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Nords use of the Thum against the Chimer made them practically unstoppable. Although some blamed the god Sai for favoring the Nords, they would remain under the Nords' heel until around First Era 416, when they joined forces with the Dwemer to repulse the invaders. The friendship between the Chimer leader Nerevar and the Dwemer leader Dumak forced the, forged the basis for an alliance between the races under the First Council, leading them to almost 300 years of peace. Eventually, a dispute over the Dwemer's discovery, the Heart of Lorcan, led to the War of the First Council, which cultivated into the Battle of Red Mountain. And we talked about the Battle of Red Mountain when we talked about the Dragon Breaks. And this is the only one that, they, that people can actually point to and say, yes, that was in fact a Dragon Break. 
So a few years later, the betrayal of an oath by the tribunal led to the curse, where the Keimer's skin turned black as ash and their eyes became red. The Keimer ceased to exist and the days of the Dunmer began. So the Battle of Red Mountain, there was a lot of stuff that happened there. And this is where the creation of the Dunmer happened, along with a few other things. Um, no one knows exactly what happened during the Battle of the Red Mountain. Um, at some point, Nerevar was killed, and nobody can really point to how it happened, whether he was betrayed by his own kind or... Yeah, there, there's just a lot that happened. Um, Dagoth Ur was also part of that. So when, if you want more information about the Battle of Red Mountain, uh, check out the Written in Uncertainty uh, podcast done by Arimathias, friend of the show. So like I said, nobody knows exactly what happened, but there are a lot of theories. So when the curse happened, the tribunal themselves were affected so um some more than others so it, it's interesting that almalexia's skin didn't change it's still that of a chimer if you look at sotha seal his skin is that 100 of a dunmer well vivek is half and half half of his body and this is proportionate so um or reciprocal you know whatever um half of his skin is that of a chimer and half of his skin is that of a dunmer so we have one that's all chimer one that's half chimer half dunmer and one that is all dunmer no one knows exactly why but it is interesting that it literally you look at the tribunal and you it literally shows the change that happens so that is that was the end of the chimer and the start of the dunmer and like i said there's a lot of stuff that happened at the battle of red mountain no one knows 100 sure you know they got himself recalled in a short letter addressed to the nervar that beneath red mountain you struck me down as i guarded the treasure you bound me by the oath to defend. It was a cruel blow, a better betrayal, to be felled by your hand. And if taken true, it would contradict the Ashlander chain of events, but could be, but could partially corroborate both Vivek's story as well as one version of the Nordic narrative. So Vivek gave sermons on the Red Moment. And like I said, I'm not really going to get, get into it because it'll definitely make your head spin. But if you are looking for more information on the battle battle of red mountain check out written in uncertainty so like i said that is the chimer and next week we'll get into the dunmer part of their story so that'll do it for this episode so thank you to the hive for sponsoring me thank you to the uesp wiki as always for the information um, yeah, next week we'll get into the Dunmer. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can look me up on Instagram and Twitter, Instagram at Tamriel Adventures. 
uh, Twitter at Tamriel P. You can follow the show there. Uh, there, you can also check out my stream. I am a Twitch streamer. You can check me out at Twitch.tv/Sulior. Uh, like I said, I've been streaming a lot of Elder Scrolls, a lot of Fallout, a lot of different things. I don't specifically do Bethesda stuff. Um, I'm probably going to start streaming Witcher soon. I just bought the Bioshock trilogy on Amazon, so as soon as I get that in, I'll probably stream some Bioshock. Love Bioshock. Um, you can also, uh, I'll post the Discord for the Hive in the show notes. So, um, if you want to find me in ESO, I am at, um, on the PC, I am at EE Gold. I am on Xbox at Sulior. Yeah, just, just, uh, friend me on Xbox. Um, we can also play some Fallout 76 if you play on Xbox. So, yeah, that, that's about it. Um, don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. If you do that, I will read your review on the show. It really helps get the word out for this. Um, I was recently on a couple of episodes of Fresh Tomatoes. I was on an episode where we talked about uh, Max Payne and Assassin's Creed. That is both on their YouTube channel and on their podcast feed and there was also a live stream we did where we played a drinking game. It was kind of like Cards Against Humanity where somebody gave a movie plot or a movie title and we had to take turns guessing the plot of the movie. And if we were incorrect, we took a drink. That live stream is on their YouTube channel and the podcast feed will have the audio version this coming Tuesday. So... That was a lot of fun. Go check out their show also. Thank you, Chad and Simone. You guys were awesome. Um, I apologize for the audio issues with the last episode. I have no idea why that happened. I didn't even realize it happened until I listened back a few days later. So anyway, that'll be it for this show. Uh, Check me out next week where we talk about the Dunmer. So as always, stay safe, adventurers.